When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and join us in the chat room at guntalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. He's cocked and locked and ready to talk. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, brought to you by the Outdoor Channel. Hey, hey, welcome again to Gun Talk. I'm Tom Gresham. Yeah, it's been a full week. I've been having fun. hope you have, too. In the meantime, I hope you've been, well, maybe you went out and bought a gun. Maybe you bought some accessories, scopes. Uh, binoculars are accessories, too. We'll talk optics anytime. I love optics. Just got a brand new pair of uh, loophole gold ring binoculars. Um, I think they finally, Loophole, of course, has made great scopes for a long time, but I think they finally got it right. Oh, by the way, this show is called Gun Talk. We have, I'm having so much fun, I want to just jump right into it. I'm Tom Gresham, your host. If you'd like to join us here, our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. The uh, Loophole binoculars I was talking about. They started out making some little bitty binoculars mm, 15 years ago, and they were cute. Uh, optically okay, but not. I just don't like little bee binoculars. I, when I go hunting, I the way I express it is that I live in my binoculars. I spend hours and hours looking through binoculars. It's it's what keeps me from having to walk three miles to that other ridge over there. I can sit down and get my elbows on my knees and my back against a tree, and I can spend an hour, two hours easily. Just look through binoculars. Well, if you're going to do that, you need the best glass you can get. And the truth is, 15 years ago when or so, when Lupo got into the uh, binocular business, they knew scopes. I don't think they really knew binoculars. But they've spent a lot of time working on it, and they've been getting better and better, and they sure have good optical engineers there. I think they got it right now. I'm telling you, these – and let me just tell you on the front end, I'm a binocular snob. I really am. Um, once you use really first-class binoculars, it's hard to go back. It's like the first time you use a really good trigger on a rifle, it's hard to go back. Well, once you use first-class optics, you, know, you, just, you just can't go back to those uh, $99 or even $199 binoculars. Once you've used the stuff that costs several hundred dollars or, in some cases, over a 1000 it's startling. I mean, and that, that's really the word. The first time you pick up a pair of binoculars that is of this quality, whether it be a Swarovski or a Zeiss or the new loopholes, and you look through them, it's simply startling. You, you can't believe how good they are. And it's interesting because when I first looked through a pair that had phase correction coating on them, and I, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that the image was so much better than anything I'd ever seen, but I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't say, well, it's sharper, or the colors are better, or you know, the magnification's no better. Uh, you don't know, but you just look through them and you go, wow, that's, there's something else going on here. Well, it's called phase correction coating on roof prism binoculars. And you know, it's one of those deals, yeah, I could explain it to you, but basically it gets the frequencies of the light waves in sync as they come through the two different tubes. 
And, you know, you go back and forth between those that have it and those that don't, and you can tell the difference. But as I said, you couldn't figure out what it was that's going on. Anyway, that's my that's my uh, my toy for the week is getting these new binoculars, getting ready for a hunting trip in Africa next month, and I'll be taking the loophole binoculars on that trip. So um, I am impressed, and it is not easy to impress me with a pair of binoculars. They have it right. The, these measure up against anything, and I I do have Swarovskis and Zeiss and lights and Steiners, and there's probably nobody who makes binoculars that I don't have a pair because I've written about them, and I'm considered a bit of an optics expert and certainly written about them a lot. I used to write the copy for a major camera company that makes scopes and makes binoculars, and I wrote all their copy for them. Sometime I'll tell you some funny stories about that. We're having fun today. Let me tell you this. Um, tactical is the word these days, and you know that if you've been listening for any length of time, that I have created a new television series that starts on the air in October, and it's being put together by Prime Media, the folks who put out Guns and Ammo and Hunting and Shooting Times magazines. Um, I went to them and I said, look, the time is right. The time is right for a regular television series about personal defense. And I'm, the reason I'm telling you this is because our guest today has something to do with that. He doesn't even know it. Let me bring in, uh, at this point, and, and we always talk about tactical being one of the, the fun words. Well, now we have tactical clothing. Fernando Coela from uh, Backyard Outfitter. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? Good, how are you? Well, you don't know the story of your role in starting this new television series. I've never told you this. Okay. Um, but your line of clothing, the elite clothing that's uh, being marketed by Woolrich was part of my original proposal to them. And I said, look, let me show you how mainstream personal defense is. Woolrich now has tactical clothing. And that, that basically was one of the things that swayed us to get a new television series about personal defense. So anyway, you may not have known you were there, but you were there at the beginning of this series, which begins there in October. It's going to be kind of fun. I like that because that is so true. For Woolrich to step into the tactical market, you know tactical is now really mainstream. Well, that's exactly it. Okay, now i got to tell you, you sent me a batch of clothes. I looked at them and said, okay, yeah, they're close. Um, you know, I don't want this to sound really weird here, but I'm wearing a, a pair of your tactical shorts at the moment in the studio. And I put them on and said, oh, something's different. You guys, I don't know what you did, but it's kind of like those binoculars. But when you put them on, you go, there's some thought went into the design of these. These are comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad you like them. In fact, I'm wearing them right now, too, and I think they're great. <laughs> they really are. Uh, in fact, I think I'm probably going to take some of them with me to uh, Africa. I think it may, would make, I know they're tactical, but I think it would make great hunting clothes. We actually had a police officer from the West Coast. Uh, Jason Davis, in fact, we just put some pictures on our website uh, of him in Africa, and he was wearing our long sleeve shirts. Mm -hmm. And um, first thing I asked him is, well, don't you want the short sleeve, you know, for the heat over there? But he wanted the sun protection, and he was very happy with the shirts. Well, so, I can believe it. Well, explain, if you will, why, why does Woolrich have a line of tactical clothes? Well, a lot of people, they look at Woolrich and they think of, you know, the oldest American clothing company. They think um, they think of their grandfather's um, checkered coat. Uh, they think of, of, of a chamois shirt. What they don't know is Woolrich has been, most 
don't know, that Woolrich has been continually serving and supplying the military since the Civil War. Oh, I didn't know that. Between blankets and uniforms, continually since the Civil War, they've been, they've been taking care of our military folks, and they're just very low-key about it. I mean, they're out there helping out the military, uh, supplying them with gear, and it is, it is not known to the general public. They think of Woolrich as as an um, outdoor hunting type well, clothes. They make backpacking, hunting clothes, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then even most recently, um, if you've noticed the, the trend for our military going to digital pattern camo, like the Army and the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, right now, Woolrich is producing the Army ACU digital pant. So huh. another thing that people don't know about. So I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to, to talk to the vice president of Woolrich, um, Jerry Rinder, back in 2004, and we talked about tactical. And he saw the merits of Woolrich going in that direction, and we had further discussions about what the line ought to comprise of, what we, we should look at doing. And after some uh, serious discussions with, with uh, Jerry and, and the president of Woolrich, uh, Roswell Brayton, uh, we came up with a game plan, a strategy of how to get tactical clothing by Woolrich out into the marketplace. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let me take a quick break because when we come back, I want to ask you to explain how do clothes become tactical? What is that about? I know that they, they don't come in different calibers, so we'll talk about what is tactical clothing. Our number here is 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. We're talking about Woolrich Elite Tactical Clothing. Yeah, I was surprised by it, too. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and this is Gun Talk. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Marlin, built in America by American craftsmen since 1870. For generations, American sportsmen have made Marlin rifles their first choice for putting meat on the table, strong, accurate, and solidly dependable. Marlin rifles set today's standard for quality and reliability. See your Marlin dealer and choose the rifle that's made right for you. Marlin, when you've hunted long enough for the best. Taurus Millennium Pistols feature lightweight, ease of use, and reliability. Now add raw 45 caliber power to that with the incredible PT-145, a subcompact auto with a full 10-round magazine. The PT-145 has a manual safety, the Taurus security system, and a great price. Only 23 ounces, the polymer frame, double action, only PT-145 is the best value in a compact 45. And you can get it with night sights. Check out the PT-145 at TAURUSUSA.com. Browning has been the leader in auto-loading shotguns from the very beginning, starting 90 years ago with John M. Browning's famous Auto 5. But Browning designers haven't been sitting still. Their new model, the Gold, redefines what a gas-operated shotgun should be. In wing shooting, feel is the key, and the Gold flies to the shoulder with a liveliness never before seen in an auto-loader. The shorter, lighter-weight receiver puts the balance between the hands, where the top shooters want it. And the short piston stroke makes for an extremely clean shooting gun. The Browning Gold adjusts automatically to any load, from one-ounce target ammo to heavy three-inch magnums. And unlike some 20s, which are built on a heavy 12-gauge frame, the Gold 20 is a true 20-gauge, using its own smaller action. Of course, all Gold shotguns exhibit the high quality and attention to detail that shooters everywhere have come to expect from Browning. Discover the new standard, the Gold standard in auto-loading shotguns. Check out the Gold 12 and 20 at your local Browning dealer. 
Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. Hey, welcome back. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Tom Gresham here. Uh, what is the idea behind tactical clothing? Well, that's what we're talking about right now with uh, Fernando Coelho. Fernando, I know it doesn't, you know, your pants don't come equipped with, like, guns and knives and things in them. So how do, how do clothing, how does clothing become tactical? Well, you have to make the clothing such that it's, first, it has to be comfortable to wear. I mean, that's, that's a given. And sometimes companies lose sight of comfort. They make something look good, but it just isn't comfortable. And then above and beyond that, you need to make sure that the pockets or uh, whatever features you have in your garment are gun-friendly. What do you mean? Well, the pants, for instance. We have a pant uh, that we first launched with that has um, front-hand pockets and rear pockets that normally when you think of a front-hand pocket, you're just going to put your hand in there, your keys, what have you. Mm-hmm. But in today's world, you have the need for putting a pocket knife in your front pocket, maybe a surefire flashlight or a stream light. Um, you're going to put maybe some magazines in your pocket, or even nowadays police officers, um, detectives, are putting a, a small J-frame revolver in the front pocket. And certainly a cell phone might be you know, down in there. You never know. Exactly. So what we ended up doing is we made sure that our front hand pockets are accessible, they're wide, open, so that you can put your hand down in your pocket and retrieve your cell phone, retrieve your, your knife, retrieve your J-frame um, easily without mm-hmm. being restricted by the pocket. And then we went ahead and added additional pockets, uh, the cargo pockets. We have utility pockets in the front of our pants that will accommodate everything from a BlackBerry or a, um, a Trio uh, phone to a pad of paper or, heck, even a 30-round AR mag. Hmm. Okay, so who, who who's going to buy this stuff? I mean, obviously, you look at it and say, this looks like something the police department might wear. Um, is there a market there for the rest of us? Believe it or not, the largest segment of the market is the civilian sector. It's, it's those that want to carry a firearm for self-defense that want to be able to carry it properly, carry it comfortably, and carry it discreetly. And, and that's really what our clothing line is about. It's, we're not making um, tactical BDUs. We're not making um, uh, the kind of clothing that you would mistake for what the military wears. We're trying to come out with a line of clothing that you can wear every day that's not going to stand out and that will accommodate a person who's carrying a firearm. Uh, on a regular basis, and doesn't want to look like he's carrying a firearm. Okay, well, I, toward that end, let's go take a call. Line three, uh, I think it's line three. Ruben's with us. Hello, Ruben. How you doing? Good. Well, he just kind of answered my last question. Well, but I want you to I want you to specifically ask this question because it is a great question. Okay. Well, my question was, what is the advantage in wearing the quote unquote tactical gear? Because with the, some of the gentlemen that I shoot with, we call people that walk around with those vests, you know, that have the little attachment for a badge. We call those the I'm-carrying-a-gun vest or the shoot-me-first vest as opposed <laughs> to just, you know, an oversized shirt that fits over your firearm mm-hmm. or 
Well, and I've seen that mentioned on uh, Internet websites and forums where they say, oh, yeah, well, a fanny pack or a, a vest, that's the shoot-me-first vest. Uh, Fernando, I know you hear this. What do you say? I think that's a very valid point, and I'm glad it was brought up because when we first introduced our, our primary vest, that that vest would be easily mistaken for a fisherman vest or a tactical vest. Um, in fact, it had a lot of, of similar features to the regular Woolrich vest, the guide vest. And it fits a specific need in that uh, if you're going to carry AR mags or you're going to carry a lot of gear on your vest, then it works for that. But at the same time, um, you're right. It, it, it stands out and says, hey, I have a gun. Mm-hmm. So with that, we designed a, another vest, what we call our discrete carry vest, that only has four pockets on the front. It's made out of a cotton ripstop. Um, the colors are sage khaki. We're producing uh, in additional colors. But if you look at the vest, it's really designed for concealed carry. It's not for loading up with gear. It's made to cover whatever is on your body. Okay, I'm looking at it right now on your website, backyardoutfitter.com, and uh, you've got the one that's got, like, pockets galore, and you know, it looks like you're going to carry, you know, the world. You're going to have your Motorola radio and your, you know, comm units and everything, but this one just looks like a, a traveler's vest almost. That's exactly it, and there's, there's going to be times where the person is going to need uh, all kinds of pockets on their, on their vest, uh, their shirt, their pant. Um, sometimes they, they, they have way too many pockets, to be quite honest, but they, <laughs> they find a pocket and they find a use for that pocket. But at the same time, you want to be able to get out there and have the option of wearing something that is more discreet. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, our shirts. We have a shirt right now which has um, the regular pockets in the front. Then it has concealment pockets that are zippered shut. Um, not recommended for firearms, but great for a passport or your ID or what have you. But for a more discreet look, we actually have a shirt that we're introducing that is styled after the Cuban uh, Guayabera or the Hawaiian shirt, and we call it our discreet carry shirt. And it's the kind of shirt that you don't tuck in. Um, it's made out of a, a cotton rayon blend. It's very comfortable. You'd never think gun seeing this, this shirt. However, the way this shirt is set up, the side venting and the front bottom uh, button are reinforced with Velcro so you can actually tear up on your shirt or do a hackathon tear, pull up on your shirt, and be able to access your firearm underneath. Okay, I just went to that side. Uh, Ruben, does this help at all? Do you feel any better about this? Absolutely. Um, it answers a lot of questions because, you know, down here in lower Alabama. When <laughs> in L.A. In L.A., yeah, when it's 104 <laughs> in the shade, yeah. you're wearing one of those big vests. You may feel pretty tactical, but you're also going to feel... Pretty faint. Yeah, like a yeah, melted popsicle. Well, I'm in uh, the other L.A., the third one, which is Louisiana. We've got a little heat and a little humidity here. I have four different vests. There's only one that I can kind of wear in the summer, and it's almost all fishnet. And I don't mean that in the suggestive way. But, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And most of the time, it's just too hot to wear a vest in the summer down here. Down in the summer, I usually wear just an oversized polo shirt, you know, over what mm-hmm. I carry. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're practicing the right way, it can be just as effective as, of a draw as, you know, any kind of vest or any kind of shirt unbuttoned, you know, with a T-shirt underneath it. So The, the other thing I'm seeing here, uh, Fernando and uh, Ruben, is I'm looking at your website. And while the others pretty much come in the uh, khakis, uh, this shirt, this discreet carry short sleeve shirt, looks like it's coming in what they call brick, which is kind of a... 
uh, an orangish, reddish color, a chambray, and a black. So you got some different colors on that, too. Well, I think I'll check out the website. Okay, yeah, it's uh, Backyard Outfitter, singular, BackyardOutfitter.com. Hey, thanks, Ruben. I appreciate the call. You too, fellas. Take care. All righty. Um, Fernando, yeah. just looking here. Okay, why don't we do this? Why don't you run through kind of what the products are you have, give us a quick run through so people know what the heck we're talking about here. Sure, sure. Uh, starting with the uh, current outerwear, we have the, the two vests that we described, a full-blown tactical vest, we have the discrete carry vest, and then from there we have um, a bunch of different shirts. We have the two shirts that we started the line with, a long sleeve and a short sleeve, and they are um, your button-down shirts with epaulets on the shoulders, um, your two chest pockets. We have uh, concealment pockets behind them that are um, zippered. Um, the, the backs are vented, and they're in your, your traditional khaki, sage, and um, black and navy colors. Mm-hmm. And they are more your um, formal, uh, almost like a safari-type shirt. Yeah, in the, the fact, that's what I said. These would be great for a lot of hunting situations, either safari or for bird hunting. You've got some pockets. You've got you know, roll-up sleeves. You know, and they actually, and the other thing about them is I don't know what the material is you're using, but they feel uh, substantial, I guess would be the word. You know, not heavy, but like they'll last, they'll take a lot of wear. Well, that's the beauty of working with Woolrich. If there's any clothing company out there that knows how to make clothing and make it right, that's Woolrich. Uh, that particular shirt that we're talking about is a five and a half ounce cotton poplin, and it's reactive dyed, which means you can wash it as many times as you want, but it's not going to start fading out on you. Hmm. Which many garments, I mean, you go to the store and pick up a shirt, pick up a pair of pants. By the fourth or fifth wash, you're starting to notice there's a difference in the color, and mm-hmm. normally that's fine, but. In a garment like this, we wanted to make sure that from the first wash to the 30th wash, you're not going to be losing your color. And we also added uh, DuPont Stain Guard, uh, the fabric treatment to the shirts and actually to the pants. So it just makes it easier that if you do get a stain on them, more likely it will wash out. Okay. Well, and, and you say you are bringing out lighter weight stuff too, which I guess is, is now on the website. It will be out available to people very quickly. Yes. The, what we did is we added additional shirts. Uh, we have another shirt, which we call the, um, it's, it's a little bit innovative for, for us anyway. Tell you what, Fernando, tell, hold on a second here. Let's take a break. We're going to carry you over the bottom of the hour here. I'm going to ruin your whole Sunday and uh, use you up a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, clothing, but also if you've got a question about just concealed carry, how do you carry, where do you put it, Fernando can also address some of that. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham, and you're listening to Gun Talk. Welcome back to Gun Talk. Tom Gresham here. 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. As you probably know, more than 40 states, actually all, all but I think two states now, in some form or fashion, have a provision that allow responsible citizens to carry firearms for their personal protection. Call concealed carry, call right to carry, call you know, handgun carry licenses, depending on the state. Uh, basically, it works this way. You... Go to whatever the issuing agency is. You get an application. Then you have to take a class, an approved class. Usually it's a day or two, or it can be as much as three days. You have to be photographed, fingerprinted, do a complete background check, pay several hundred dollars by the time you're through with the 
carry license, the application, the class, uh, fingerprinting, and the photographing. And then if you pass all of that, then they'll say, okay, you're a good person, and we'll let you carry a gun for your own protection. So if you got more than 40 states now that have this, in fact, almost all the states, and one of the questions that I get all the time is, okay, I've got this thing. How do I carry? How do you, how do you carry a gun? And you got to remember, concealed doesn't mean covered. Concealed means invisible. And <laughs> there are a lot of cops out there that don't quite get that. You know, their thing is I got a shirt over it and they bend over and you can you know, see the print of a gun or a magazine or something else in there. No, 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 no. Uh, under the almost all regulations for concealed carry, it's got to be invisible. Nobody can know that you have a, a gun in there. Toward that end, here's a line of clothing introduced by Woolrich. It, well, we call it tactical clothing, and actually I think that's almost a, a misnomer in this case. Uh, with us talking about this is Fernando Coelho. Uh, Fernando, the, the term tactical almost gets in the way, doesn't it? does. Um, in fact, when we first started using the term tactical, uh, it, it was, there was a lot of soul searching in that one because it, it gets so overused, mm -hmm. uh, almost like the term now operator. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, and it just, it gets in the way. And what we find ourselves using now more than anything is discrete carry. Mm. Because that's really what it's about is carrying discreetly so that only you know that you have that firearm. And Still being able to readily access it because you can you can have a firearm on, but if you if you're dressed improperly, you have it concealed. But when you need to get to it, you just added a few seconds and a lot of flailing and arm motion, and someone knows you're doing something by the time you get to your firearm. So we try to make sure that uh, that the clothing that we produce, um, one you're not going to print with one mm -hmm. of our shirts. That's mm -hmm. one of the, the goals. Mm -hmm. We have the, uh, a generous cut where. If you have if if you have your holstered weapon on properly, I mean we can't control some people out there who just don't know how to carry their their firearm. Sure. But if you have a proper holster and uh, your firearm on your belt properly and snugly um, with our shirt, it's not going to show off that you have a firearm as other off-the-shelf shirts would. Mm -hmm. What what's your background in all of this? How did you come to this? Actually, my background is really from the ammunition world. Um, I had founded Triton Cartridge back in 1993, and I was in the ammo business from 93 to 2002. And being in the ammunition business, I was around law enforcement and military folks and private security all the time, and we even had our own shooting team. And our shooting team wore your typical tactical clothing. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, you want to get every bit of an edge as possible, so you wear the specific boots and the pants and the shirts and the vest. And all of a sudden, you now, as the, as the expression goes, you're high-speed, low-drag, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, whatever these um, shooters are wearing, everyone else wants to have. And then, lo and behold, certain pants and certain boots are now the end thing. Well, there was the Royal Robins, and then was it 511? Yeah, the, 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 the real start towards uh, tactical clothing came from a total non-tactical company, and that was Royal Robins. Mm -hmm. uh, they were more for hiking and, and camping and uh, you're looking at Liz and Royal Robbins, a married couple who started with a billy goat short, and it, then all of a sudden they came out with a pant that was really for hikers. Mm -hmm. But hikers didn't embrace it as much as the law enforcement community did. Right, shooters did, and you know people it became it became the de facto uniform. It did, and uh, from there the uh, pant itself, uh, the whole company started from there with the 511 line, and um, you know this is. 
over the last 20 years now, only from the 20 years of, of tactical clothing being on the market, really only in the last four or five has it really started to get out there. And I have a feeling that in the next three, four years, maybe the next five years, you're going to see the market growing in leaps and bounds. I think you're right. Tell you what, let's take a couple of calls here. We may uh, go a few, but we'll see what we get. Uh, line three, Clark's with us out of Salt Lake City. Hey, Clark, how you doing? Well, hi there, Thorn. I, I, I don't have a question for your guest. I just uh, I like those I like those things though. But um, uh, my question is on. I have a friend of mine traveling down to Texas and mm-hmm. then uh, down to El Paso, and uh, he's got he's going to be taking a few of his handguns with him, just two or three, whatever. He just travels with them, and then he's going to be traveling into Mexico, and he wants to know. Not familiar with El Paso very much. Mm-hmm. He wants to know where or if there's a place that he can store his firearms on the U.S. side, so that he can legally travel into Mexico and not worry about them. But, ah. um, I told him, I said, "Hey, go to a gun store because you know you got the problem with the the transferring of the firearms, the FFL, the mm-hmm. bound book, and all mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. If you have, if they hold the guns for you, um, but I said." Take your guns to a gun store. Say, "Hey, I need these things cleaned, and I'll be back in three days." That's funny. That's just what I was thinking. I was thinking. Were you really? Yeah, I was thinking. Well, you know, if if you're in there for a repair or a cleaning, you don't have to go through all that foolishness. Yeah, but I mean, and then I says, "Well, you know, you might want to try a bus station with a locker, but that's not very secure." I would, I would go with the gun store. Uh, I don't know, Fernando. You got any thoughts? You know, I think that's actually a pretty good idea. You leave it at a gun store, at least it's in a secure place. Mm-hmm. You left it with responsible people, and uh, you know it'll be there when you get back. <laughs> and, it, and it's clean when you come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he doesn't have any friends in El Paso. He doesn't have, you know, anything like that. So Now, the other thing, and I know you know this, Clark, um, tell him just to search all of his stuff incredibly carefully for the one lone round of ammunition that can put you in a Mexican prison. I told him, I said, look, every nook and cranny for every even a round of 22 ammo, I says, get it out of there. Even a fired case. Yeah, even a fired case. Is that right? Okay. Well, it's, you know, you, you never know, and you don't want to be, every time you have to say, but I can explain, you're already in trouble. Yeah. Hey, I have to give a little shout-out for some friends and uh, who like to listen to the show um, also, but uh, but everybody, Dean and uh, Reno and, uh, and Craig and Zilch and all those guys. The, the website is undergoing a redesign. We're moving it, and we will have a new chat room up. And I'll oh, I announce it when we have. And I understand. I'm just saying we're going to have a new one out here. But uh, but but uh, but they uh, they they really uh, they enjoy the show and enjoy all your guests. Is uh, this one too? And and uh, fantastic information. Thanks, Clark. And, uh, I, and, yeah, I would I would pass that along to him. I think the idea of going to a gun store is probably a good one. Let's pick up Bob on line five, Anchorage, Alaska. Bob, you're on Gun Talk. Hi there. Uh, I just wish to sing the praises of the Woolrich Company. I am wearing a Woolrich shirt as we speak, uh-huh. and I have a Woolrich, we call it a house, I guess in Alaska, I think they call them stag jackets. Mm-hmm. I bought that in 1978 and it's still keeping me warm. Wool? Yeah, Woolrich. Yeah, is your jacket you're wearing, is it wool, made of wool? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, that was my standard uniform when I lived in Alaska. Yes, it's my standard uniform while I'm living in Alaska. <laughs> well, you know, Woolrich is, uh, and thank you, Bob. I appreciate the call. Fernando, I mean, you couldn't have teamed up with a, a better company in terms of reputation for outdoor gear. Oh, Woolrich is the ideal company for this. I mean, you're absolutely right. And uh, their reputation, I mean, I, I still have clothing produced by Woolrich that my grandfather passed down to my father, who passed it down to me. Mm-hmm. So. I can't say that about any other brand. 
<laughs> I think you're right. Tell you what, let's do this. We'll take another quick break here. We'll come back. We'll talk some more with Fernando. If you've got a comment about how can you carry, right to carry, by all means, give us a call. And we'll fill in some of the blanks on the idea of clothing specific to that and kind of find out where they're planning on going from here. In the meantime, if you want some more information on this line of clothing, Backyard Outfitter, singular, BackyardOutfitter.com. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Be right back. To hit the target, you have to see the sights, right? Well, standard handgun sights were designed for target shooters. Well, that's great when you have plenty of time. But if you use your handgun for action shooting games or for personal protection, you need sights that are fast. That's the idea behind XS Sights 24-7 Express Sights. They look like the sights on dangerous game rifles, and they work the same way. A glowing front sight automatically leaps into the shallow V rear sight, which features a tritium glow-in-the-dark insert. Just bring the gun up, and the sights seem to find the target on their own. Available for most handgun models, the 24-7 Express Sights can make almost any shooter faster. Whether you're shooting in full light, half light, or low light, you'll see these sights and and you'll be on target fast. See for yourself at XSSites.com. That's XSSites.com or call 888-744-4880 for a free catalog. And tell them Tom Gresham sent you. You know, a friend of mine once told me he thought target shooting sounded kind of boring. Try knocking down targets and reloading when you're flying full tilt through a field course. Now that's a total rush. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. If you are looking for a competition revolver or pistol, the perfect carry gun for personal defense, or the right revolver for serious handgun hunting, the Smith & Wesson Performance Center will meet your needs. Whether your choice is pistol or revolver, Smith & Wesson Performance Center handguns are designed and built to meet the highest expectations, those of the demanding shooter. Current Smith & Wesson revolver and pistol owners can enhance the performance of their handgun with gunsmithing services from the Performance Center. For more information, call 1-800-331-0852 or visit the website at smith-wesson.com. Ruger single-action revolvers have been around for decades, and they are world-famous for their strength and reliability. But like any firearm, they can be dangerous if handled carelessly or improperly. For more than 100 years, it's been a well-known safety practice to keep an empty chamber under the hammer of any single-action revolver to prevent accidents caused by a drop or blow. In 1973, Ruger patented the transfer bar safety for its new model single-actions, which also prevents these accidents. And now you can get a similar safety mechanism factory-installed free into your old model pre-1973 revolver, whether Single Six, Blackhawk, Super Blackhawk, or Bearcat. To take advantage of this offer, just write Ruger, and they'll send you the details and a shipping box. The new safety mechanism won't change the gun's appearance, and you collectors, you can get your original parts back. You won't find a better deal than that. Write to Sturm, Ruger, and Company, 1 Lacey Place, Southport, Connecticut, 06490. Dear Lupo, during a hunting trip in Louisiana, a hidden stump capsized our boat. Among the items that sank to the bottom was the rifle my dad gave me and my loophole scope. After two weeks, we recovered the rifle, totally ruined. But as I wiped off the scope's lenses and looked through it, everything was crystal clear. Thanks for making such a high-quality, well-crafted scope. Brad Martin, Louisiana. 
Loopholes, the world's finest sports optics. Call 1-800-929-4949 for the Loophole dealer nearest you. Hey, welcome back. 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's go to line five. We're going to get an answer right here. Hey, Will in El Paso, Texas. Help us out, man. Hey, yeah, that gentleman who needs to store his gun, uh-huh. he can go to the El Paso Rod and Gun Club on Deer Road, and they'll more than likely they'll be happy to store his gun for him. They'll put him in a locker and everything for him. Okay, the El Paso Rod and Gun Club on Deer Road. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, is, do you shoot there? Yeah, I shoot there quite a bit, as much as I can. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a truck driver, and uh, they've got a plinking range. They've got skeet ranges. They've got the long range of a rifle, pistol. I mean, it's a real nice facility there, and I usually store one or two of my weapons. Yeah, I've got a membership there. I hope they can, they'll dry them out for you, too, because you guys need everything dried out the last few days, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they keep everything nice and neat. I, I've, been, I've been reading about you guys in the paper, seeing you on TV, all that rain you've been getting. Yeah, it's been pretty foggy out here. Okay. Listen, I appreciate the uh, the lead on that. The El Paso Rod and Gun Club, and that'll take care of you. We're visiting with uh, Fernando from Backyard Outfitter. That's Is that the place for people to go, Fernando, backyardoutfitter.com? Uh, yes, it is. That's the uh, the website where we have all the clothing. In fact, we just just launched the um, the new clothing that we were talking about today. Uh, that just went on, li- on the website live yesterday. I was just going to say, because when I checked it uh, like three days ago, it wasn't there, and then all this new stuff is up. Oh, yeah. In fact, that stuff should be available for us to start shipping out uh, October 1st. We're expecting it in a little bit before that. And um, this is just one continual process. We have the original clothing we we launched at SHOT Show. Uh, We have this new clothing that we're we're introducing. And we have additional garments that are coming out. We'll be introducing them at at the next SHOT Show. And it'll just be a continual process of adding more clothing that we think um, has an application that will keep you from looking, you know, like you have a gun. <laughs> yep. And we're going to continue adding more colors and sizes. Well, and that are comfortable and that wear well. And that's, see, that's the first thing that I got out of it. I put them on and get, ooh, these are comfortable. Somebody had put some real thought into designing these. Well, we, we've been very lucky because when we first started this, um, I had the benefit of reaching out to a lot of people that I had worked with before in the ammo business. Mm-hmm. And we ended up putting together a team of 28 beta testers. So, when we first did our, our pre-production prototypes, instead of just having fit models wearing them, um, once the fit models wore them and we knew that the, the garments were cut to the right um, sizing, we then got garments out to all our beta testers. Now, these beta testers are a who's who of the industry. They cover. I was, I was just going to say, when I was doing uh, some video shooting about three weeks ago with Masada, you he had some of this stuff. Oh, Moss was one of the first people to get clothing. Um, Ken Hackathorn, Larry Vickers... Uh, Clint Smith, um, Pat Rogers. I'll be with Clint next weekend. <laughs> uh, he's he's one of our first uh, beta testers that we brought okay. on board. And we wanted um, the honest feedback from these people. And with these 28 beta testers, and, and we, we try to cover an entire gamut here. We have both we have military, uh, retired and active duty. We have law enforcement from both the federal and state level, retired and still on the job. We have private security, and we have uh, the top firearms instructors. 
Okay, that's how it. Quick break here. We'll come back. We're going to pick up Mark. Don't go anywhere, Mark. And Charles, we're going to come to you. We're going to pick you up. We'll also have uh, a line available if you'd like to join us. 866-TALK-GUNS. We're talking about tactical clothing. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. At number is 866-TALK-GUNS. Don't go far. I'm reloading. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk 866 Talk Guns. We're visiting with Fernando Coelho from, well, it's Woolrich, it's Backyard Outfitters, it's makers of tactical concealed carry clothing. Uh, Fernando, I don't know if, it, if the company is actually Backyard Outfitter or if it's Woolrich at this point. Actually, um, we, we, there's two distinct companies. There's obviously Woolrich, mm-hmm. around since uh, 1830. And um, Backyard Outfitter was created in 2004 specifically to promote and create and uh, distribute this, this line of clothing. Okay. Let me do this. I'm going to real quickly try to get Mark in here. He's been on hold for a while. Line four. four. Mark in Palace Hills, Illinois. Hi. Hey, Mark. Hi, Dan. Hi. Um, I believe there's two holdout states, and that's Illinois and Wisconsin. And I think I that's right. Believe, I believe Cam, Cam Edwards said there's like 40 shall issue carry states and then there's a couple of other states that are what they call may issue i think it's exactly it. and unfortunately i don't know illinois because i guess there's a big movement to try and throw out the wisconsin governor so it looks like illinois may wind up being the lone holdout yeah you'd have to get rid of daily you know the, um, the de facto king i don't see i think if we could get rid of blagojevich and turn over about Three people in the Illinois Senate and maybe six, seven people in the House. You could probably get it passed. You know, and that and that could happen. That's actually doable. Every time they've had a vote on what on the preemption and on right to carry, they always come in each House within two to three, and in one case they came one vote shy of passing it. Well, you but know, it, it, it's a good uh, it's a good campaign issue. It's a good reason to motivate uh, gun owners to get involved. And I know that several states had a change in governor based entirely on the concealed carry or right to carry issue. Um, oh, that's right. We want to get one more. Uh, Charles from uh, Longview, Texas. Real quick, Charles. Uh, yes, sir. I've got a question on the right to carry here in Texas. Uh-huh. I've had a right to carry permit in Texas since it first started, mm-hmm. and when they when I took the first course, they told me that you could not carry a gun in church, and then when I had it renewed, they said that a senator out of Houston had had that changed, and you could carry a gun in church, and now I'm hearing that you can't carry one, so well, I'd why don't like you, to why you call Why don't you call the, uh, where is it, who's the issuing authority in Texas, the Department of uh, uh, State? Safety. Yeah, just call and ask them. Okay. That, I mean, they're going to know, and it wouldn't hurt to go on their website or print it out and make sure you get the real skinny on it. But just call them and find out if it's because some states you can, some you can't. I don't know what it is in Texas, but that's that's what I would do. Okay, Tom. And if if somebody's listening that does know for sure on that, uh, maybe they can call in and give you some information, and I'll be listening. That'll work. Appreciate you all. Be careful out there. Fernando, a lot of interest in clothing for carry because a lot of folks have figured out that they have to get the right holster. And like the rest of us, we all go through several holsters before we find the one that works. And then we start looking for clothes. And I always tell people, look, don't choose a gun to suit your clothing. Pick the gun you need or you want and then adjust your clothing for the gun. That's exactly it. I mean, if a person is comfortable with a full-size 1911 and that's what they want to carry or if they're more comfortable with a 
a small uh, 38 revolver, you know, they, they need to be comfortable with what they're going to carry to protect themselves. They need the proper belt, holster, ammunition. Uh, a lot of times they'll forget what the, the, the proper ammunition for that purpose they're going to carry. Yep. And then at the end of all that, they need, they need to adjust their wardrobe because if you're used to wearing a shirt tucked in, mm-hmm. well, well, now if you have a holster on you, you're going to have to have some type of outer garment. Got to have a cover, yeah. And if you're used to wearing your polo tucked in, well, now change that. Wear it out, you know. Um, if you're used to having your, your button-down shirt tucked in, well, you know, change that as well. Well, that and that's what you've introduced here is a, a line of clothing to help us all adapt to that. But let me just say, I like it. I've tried it. I'm going to be wearing it more, and I appreciate you joining us here. We're going to have to run, but, Fernando, thank you so much, sir. Oh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, for more information, it's Backyard Outfitter, singular, at Backyard Outfitter. Dot com. Take a look at it. See what you think. I think I'm going to like this stuff. Feels pretty good so far. 866-TALK-GUNS. I'll tell you what let's do. Kick the doors open and let's talk about guns. Open lines now. 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk. Gun Talk. 